0: It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night, and we are women. This podcast episode is brought to you by Uplevel the app that's redesigning the world for women. Head over to Uplevel.com, that's U-P-L-E-V-Y-L.com to join the Uplevel network and learn how to accelerate your life professionally, personally, and financially. Apply now and get access to highly curated, female-focused, and ad-free content. Membership required. Download the Uplevel app on the App Store today. I met Tiffany Ray as a client of mine. I immediately was drawn to her story, her passion for life, her passion for what she does. Tiffany is a celebrity stylist, fashion editor, and business owner. During this episode, she talks about how her imaginative childhood helped shape her expansive future career. Tiffany shared her inspiration behind her brand, Bizarre Tyler, how her brother really influenced her to create this brand and improve her mental health. Tiffany spoke about her passion for vintage, the connection between mental health and her vintage brand, and how she works through her mental health struggles daily. Tiffany also spoke about allowing herself to make mistakes, nurturing herself, showing up during difficult times, and how her outfits have held her together during those challenging times. Of course, with Tiffany being a stylist, I asked her to share some tips with us so she shared some great advice on how to extend the wear of vintage clothing and how to flatter your body, no matter shape, weight, or size. I'm so excited for you to hear this real, raw, authentic episode, Tiffany sharing her story, her losses, and what she's overcome. And I just can't wait for you to listen in and be inspired.
1: Young Tiffany was um, very imaginative, kind of in the ether with my imagination. and. Um, I loved Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella and would pretend that I was, you know, in my corner singing and then having the makeover. And I could always picture these big, um, grandiose, creative worlds in my head. And I would play with Barbies, but I wouldn't play, like, house or whatever I would just dress them up and create their worlds, and then I'd be done (laughs) um (laughs) my mom was a creative entrepreneur and she was always sewing or creating projects and I was always watching her create and picking up the scraps and um, supplies that fell off of whatever she was working on, and making my own versions of it as well. She was an amazing tailor, and she made me um, a was it Sleeping Beauty, the blue dress, Aurora. She made me that dress when I was five, and I remember the scraps and and taking them off the ground, and I, that's when I learned how to do my first whip stitch. And I whip stitched the the back of the dress and stapled the straps on and that was my first sewing project. I think I still kind of sew like that. So funny. <laughs> I, I can work with tailors, but sewing is not my, <laughs> my thing. I'm not so, so great at it.
0: <laughs> would, would you say that that's what got you into, you know, the stylist, the world of styling?
1: That part. And then also my brother uh, was very much of an entertainer and he, my mom thought he would be good as an actor in the children's theater. And so she signed him up for the wizard of Oz and she volunteered, she and myself to do makeup for the play with the children's theater, the local children's theater. And we did the munchkins makeup. And I just fell in love with being on the wings of the stage and being a part of all of the lights and magic and costumes and energy that went into it and I memorized every single word of the Wizard of Oz I can still probably sing it front to back and (laughs) it changed my life and I did theater in for that was in eighth grade and I did theater from eighth grade until I mean I, I studied theater in college so I went all the way through senior year of college studying and perform not performing but being a part of the performing art. Um, and so, yeah, Tyler had a big part of it. And then I kind of found that theater wasn't really a thriving art financially anymore. So I needed to pivot and my career kind of continued to evolve from there, which I can share. Yeah, for
0: sure. I'd lo- love to hear. It. Like, Yeah, yeah, please do. Um,
1: so when I moved to L.A. after college, I the writers went on strike. So that pivoted my career from film into fashion styling because it, it, it leaned more into advertising and editorial work and reality TV was what was more available. So I pivoted into that space and it's continued to evolve and I've done everything that you can possibly do. And the fashion and advertising and the entertainment world combined. Right, right. So my career has has ran in a very expansive way that ranges from film and television to editorial. I'm the fashion editor of the Unseasonal magazine, and I work with artists, musicians, and do advertising. I do a lot. <laughs>
0: Wow. Wow. Right. So, okay. So I, I want to talk about, um, and we were just talking about this before we went on record, before we started recording. Um, I met you as a client of mine and right the first time we spoke, um, like our, during our discovery call, you were telling me about what you are doing and the inspiration behind it, uh, kind of combining, as you're mentioning about every, all of your past experiences, um, you've kind of combined that along with some personal experience of yours, um, to create a new brand, um, which is so exciting and has a lot of emotional depth to it. So could you talk and, and share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So Bizarre Tyler is a creative outlet for me that continues to grow. Um, I, I've always loved vintage. I bought my first vintage piece when I was 11 from a flea market it was eleven dollars and it was a nineteen sixties mod black wool coat it was so beautiful i still have it it's like in shreds but someday I'll <laughs> restore it and give it a new life it's so special three quarter sleeves <laughs> it's really great <laughs> and that just kind of blew my mind and I was like what is this I've never seen anything like this and I I always gravitated towards those types of special pieces that were personal, you know, for prom, I didn't I couldn't find a prom dress. I my mom's friend had this dress and I cut the inside layer so the inside layer was short and the lace outer layer went to the ground. Like I have always loved pieces that are more individually unique. And so vintage is that space for me that feels so right. And um I just started getting frustrated that it wasn't being shot properly and I love to visually story tell so I was like well I'll start shooting it in the way that I want to see it shot on camera perfectly steamed and tailored well to the body and creating new life to these old pieces um and I started buying a collection to shoot it basically and that was in twenty. 20- Eighteen. Well, it dates back further. I I started buying vintage while traveling Europe and in Paris and Lyon, France. And this was in twenty twelve. And my brother passed away in twenty thirteen. And so that was a major, horrible life altering event. That uh, at the at the point, I'm sorry, I'm backtracking because I it felt like. This collection started in 2018. It didn't. It was 10 years ago. But at the point, I had been trying to move to Paris and uh, work in vintage in Paris. And when Tyler passed, he took his life. It was very sudden and unexpected. Uh, I moved to Long Beach to be closer to my parents. And I wanted to continue with this idea and this vision that I had of building this vintage collection online and i did a test run of it back then and then continued styling and building my styling career in los angeles so fast forward a few years i started building the collection further in 2018 and in this was the end of 2018 so i had the collection for about a year and then in 2020 when the world shut down I was on the phone with my mom and she's like, what, I was like, what am I supposed to do with my life? I've been building this career for 20 years. And she's like, oh, just turn that back room into a store. And so I was like, you're right. I do have this great collection. So I started building this back studio space that I'm sitting in, which is basically a studio, um, uh, like any, person's fantasy to play dress up in and have fittings in and you can also shoot in here we've shot in here several times I'm doing a shoot here tomorrow with a wonderful artist who's coming down to have the Bizarre Tyler experience and um, it just continues to evolve but the collection also continues to grow and it is so fulfilling and I feel like Tyler is still cultivating with me through it he was a musician and an artist and we started creating together you know from our toddler years my toddler years and and he, it's still like he's an integrated part of my creative process in this brand so it's
0: for sure yeah i love that so so how would you say that you know mental health fits in to your brand
1: it's a brand for awareness and for connectivity, and i it, it's continuing to form. So as the brand continues to grow and the people that I bring into it, I really appreciate my team having an open lane of conversation. It doesn't mean that people should come to me with all of their problems on a daily basis. I'm not comfortable with that either but I do appreciate the journey and for people to learn how to feel comfort and growing in their process and find ways to get through their challenges and their dips.
0: Right. And that's pretty much like what your brand is about, you know, overcoming and, the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And remembering your brother. Cause I mean, it's named for your brother, so right. it all goes together really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He would, he would love playing dress up in some of these pieces. You know, he comes out in some of the shoots that we, that I've been doing. I, I see him in the casting or the ways that some of the pieces are worn. It's very gender fluid. There's it it anybody can wear the pieces. It doesn't, there's no limitations on who wears them. And I love showcasing clothes that are 30 40 50 years old that may have been worn in one way back then in a whole new way now right
0: can we talk about that for a minute because you are so passionate about vintage clothing for different reasons so Mm -hmm. could you you know share your passion and and your like why you're so passionate about vintage clothing
1: i love the story that the pieces tell and how unique those stories can be. And you can't, you're not going to get those stories from a fast fashion retailer. You can put your stories together with fast fashion, but I do appreciate the way that Second Life clothing is coming to the surface now as, as such an important pivot and, in, in the way that we think about clothing. I find a lot of inspiration and from different places, but one place that I've hold a lot of inspiration is from my grandmother uh she was always she i can hear her saying the word elegant because she loved anything that was elegant looking and she had this iconic 1940s classic woman's style Um, she went through a lot she survived the holocaust from germany my grandfather and she both did and lost most of their families And she was saved by the kinder transport to England. So she spent maybe six or seven years in England. And that time, I think, shaped her quite a bit. That's where she became a woman and learned what was elegant to her. And then they moved out to California after the war. And um, she didn't have a ton but she always wore it in the most elegant way. And the this was actually her blazer. Um, and she would wear it with a pin. I have a pin. I'm just wearing right. a blazer <laughs> with a pin. And um, she would wear a blouse under it. But I was wearing her pieces. She passed in 2012. So I was wearing her pieces, but I was feeling that they were... Um, I was, they weren't going to last very long if I continued to wear them as my day to day pieces. So I started looking for those types of blouses that were like silk button down blouses that a woman would wear underneath a blazer. And I would pair them with jeans or with trousers. And that was kind of my go to set uniform. Um, And people loved them and they would give feedback on them. And so I would tell the story of this you know these pieces are kind of replicas of my grandmothers or this is you know in light of and and it continued and i was like okay i need to find these blouses like these blouses are pretty special and so yeah i started hunting for these blouses and i've been building this collection you know kind of inspired by these certain pieces and as i find the pieces then I'm like okay well that needs to pair with this I need to find this I need the trousers I need where's the story and I keep building the story so that's I think what my collection is a little bit different from maybe some of the other vintage retailers out there is that like I'm always building stories with the clothing
0: yeah yeah and also you always build beautiful outfits and I, I'm wondering, you know, I think our audience would love to hear this also. Like, how do you make something old look trendy and cool?
1: Do you have any tips? Laundry, how you launder your clothing is important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually coming up with a product to help aid in in the laundering of clothing because we tend to overwash and over dry our clothes, and that's why the clothing in, in Europe is a little bit more preserved because they don't use dryers the same way that we do in the United States. Um, yeah. It's more of like a wash and hang dry or, you know, maybe not wash everything every single day. Um, so I think a lot of, a lot of it, I mean, you can also look really cool and like beat up t-shirts and beat up jeans. It's, such a fun vibe I'm all about women that can pull off and men that can just pull off like a tucked in t-shirt and Levi's um with like like a loafer. you know just like super casual it's that's yeah such a such a vibe I'm pretty curvy in my hips and so jeans don't really work on me in such a cute way so it's just a matter of knowing your body type and your frame and what um silhouettes really like kind of just like take shape on your body in the best way. So I think that's always a mm-hmm. good starting space is knowing your frame, like really getting familiar with your body and knowing which parts are your favorites and that you like to show.
0: Right, right. You know, um, it's so funny because well, it's not funny, but it's interesting because right now we have this whole um, it, it's very, you know, I'm trying to think of the right word, like this whole initiative of like body positivity and beauty in every size. So it's kind of like what you're saying in regards to your body shape. It's not about size. It's really just knowing the best parts of you and how to work with that.
1: Right. I mean, I think that we have to shine the light on ourselves and let the rest follow just in like a survival stance, right? Like as, yeah. as business and people that are trusting ourselves to go on a limb where we do, it's like, well, I'm going to shine the light here because I know that this is my strength. And then maybe something that's not as much of a strength will show up like speaking in a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) right practice makes perfect for sure yeah um
0: no it's like yeah yeah it's totally true how do you like okay so share with us because you've spoken we've spoken um you know offline about like mental health struggles Mm -hmm. how do you how do you work with those on a daily basis I
1: mean it's it's like calling in a practice you know it's it's uh well yoga is really special to me I love yoga And not just the on the mat yoga that I've learned in the studio, but also the practices of yoga off of the mat, which in the eight limbs of yoga break down more into like this mental preservation space instead of just on the mat, like the actual yoga sutras only have one mention of the on the mat asana practice, the movement practice it's all correcting your mind and your body and regulating your nervous system. And um, I went to a yoga teacher training in 2020. It's all a blur. Um, I think it was 2020. And it was so powerful for me to really learn how to take more of a holistic approach to my lifestyle. You know, it's like when I am starting to feel under the weather, now I make a soup. I learned how to make balancing Ayurvedic food that calms my nervous system. And I don't just think of it as, oh, I need to go on a walk or I need to work out. And I think as a culture over the years, it's like we've evolved, right? We've we've gotten hopefully a little bit more into learning more about taking care of ourselves in a holistic way. I remember growing up, it was like healthy meant eating fat free. You know, it's like fat-free cottage cheese or, you know, it just wasn't holistic and taking different types of pills or, you know, it just, it was covering up and not really listening to what was going on inside of me and the process of including therapy and yoga and allowing myself to make mistakes and giving myself grace when I do and nurturing myself through moments that aren't as strong as others allows me to feel more um, free to do things in a better way in the long run. So it's been a journey for me. I've struggled with mental health since I was a kid. Honestly, I was surprised that my brother took his life. I always thought it would have been me. And when he did, it kind of became like a pact for me to figure it out with my mom, we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, we don't know why this happened. We're going to figure out how to make it right. And so she does a lot of speaking about mental health and tries to show up for people where she can and share her story so she can offer that support system. And I'm doing the same.
0: Wow. Wow. That's so special that you took a situation and you're, I'm not going to say making the best out of it, but it's kind of like just taking something good out of an awfully tragic situation. Right. And inspiring others. And that's, that's really what your whole brand is about. And that's what you you stand for. And it's just beautiful to watch. Thank
1: you. Somebody, you know, like these kinds of quotes, like they really do ring true with the uh, behind the shadow. There's always a light. Like that metaphor is real there's growth in the journeys that we all face and I truly believe that I really do believe that we are here to learn and to grow and that sometimes it's not comfortable but we need to walk through the doors that we can to continue our journey and make the best out of it and it doesn't mean that there aren't really hard days I you know, as far as like tools for mental health, I learned when those hard moments are. And I have had those moments with things that will help me. The anniversary is typically really challenging for me. And so I'll work with a therapist in those weeks around it and just kind of get my like friends on board. I, I had a friend come down and sip on rosé with me by the pool over the anniversary of this year, it was so sweet. You know, the people, people do show up, um, if you allow them to.
0: So, yes, for sure. Yeah. And I would love to like, I'd love for you to expound on that a little bit because I think that as now I think like the fact is that as women, of course, everybody is different. Some people need to have more alone time than others. Some people are more introverted, some are more extroverted, but at the end of the day, we really need each other for support.
1: Right. I think that we all like, it's important for us to push ourselves out of our comfort zones and whichever we are, right? Like maybe I'm more introverted in some ways and more extroverted in others. And I've learned that becoming more introverted helps my nervous system calm down in some capacities. So it's like, you know, but then I need to be more extroverted in moments like this and be able to share my story and exercise that muscle. So I think the importance of exercising the muscles that might not be as strong is a good thing. Right. Right. Um, For, For sure. For sure. And relationships are so special. I, I have, um, really amazing friends around me and i'm grateful for them all the time i'm still very close with the girls that i grew up with in childhood um one of which was the stage manager for that wizard of oz play and she met tyler before she met me and then in high school she came to me and she said i know your brother and I remember you. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I remember you with so the headset on. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. My girlfriends are, we're all creatives in um, in different ways. But one has a wonderful clothing collection and the other is a stylist in Los Angeles as well. And it's really fun to continue playing dress up with these women. We're planning a trip next weekend for one of our birthdays to Joshua tree. And it's always sweet to get get ready together after so many years. (laughs) For sure. For sure. I love those
0: friendships that just are continuing and through through everything really.
1: Yeah. And those moments really bond us. You know, we've, we've, we've gone through a lot of loss in our little, group and that's awful but I think that's probably why we're so close and bonded and like sisters because we've had those experiences so it's definitely one of the lights behind the shadows
0: for sure for sure yeah how how do you say that you know loss has has changed you or has helped you grow
1: um it shows you what you're capable of Because it teaches you that you can get out of bed when it doesn't feel good and that you can still accomplish the things that you wanted to accomplish in your life, even though it feels like everything is working against you. And it teaches you how to find strength um, in formulas or systems in order to make life a little bit easier so that you can get through it. One of my systems was I, I didn't have that much money because I didn't work for, I don't know, six weeks or two months or something like there was like, I, it was slow. I also lost one of my main clients or the, the stylist I was working with stopped working with this big client at the same time. So my life just like the tide just parted for me. Um and at that point I wasn't going to continue assisting. I'd been styling for 13 years. I was assisting still because I worked for an amazing stylist who was so lovely and really taught me how to treat people well, which I was seeking. Was a good mentor that way. Um and uh but when that client went away, it was like I needed to shift and I needed to step into this role. That would support me, <laughs> and so yeah. Um, I went to H and M and Zara and spent like a hundred dollars on just like gray-toned, neutral-toned clothing that was like more gender-neutral in silhouette, like more of like a suiting kind of essence, and casual, cool clothes that I could hide behind because inside I was a mess. So, and I chopped off all my hair. I had like a pixie platinum cut and I remember going and like working and like the clients were impressed by me and they're still big clients of mine to this day because of how I showed up in that space. You know, they saw me as, somebody who could really hold it together and with strength. And a lot of what was holding me together was my outfits. That was the glue in that time. And that was fine. I'll take it. You know, it really it was structure for me that allowed me to step into the next space, that allowed me to step into the next space and continue to build and build and build. So
0: wow. I love it. It's also it's so amazing how different things can really help um, different people, different women, you know, in regards to like overcoming things or just feeling strong and confident. And for you, it's clothing and red lipstick. <laughs> Which no one that. can see in
1: my mask these days, but I am wearing your lipstick. <laughs>
0: um, I love it. Yeah,
1: but the red lipstick really—it—it. It, it, this is called high vibe. This is your lipstick. It really brightens my vibe. This is not a plug. This is real. <laughs> Thank you. Red is such an energizing color for me, and it really, you know, I I went to go get my a car. This was shortly after Tyler passed, and it was I was at the Volkswagen dealership, and they had this cherry red Jetta wagon, and I was like, Dad, I want that one, and he's like, You don't have the best driving record. Are you sure you can drive that and not get a ticket? Because red cars get more tickets. And I was like, I will drive better. I'm going to get that car. And it worked every day. When I walked out to that car, it would, it was so vibrant and it would smile at me. And it brought back this like warm childhood nostalgia of my favorite color growing up. And I think that color therapy and all of it is very valuable and valid.
0: Yeah, totally. It's not just like a vanity thing. There's actual science behind it. The different emotions that color brings out, and um, I don't know if there's anything. If there's any science about clothing, I'm sure there's some science behind it. But um, you know, it's it's not just a vanity thing. It's really about um, what makes you feel confident, and 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 it's not to be like devalued. You know, because I think women sometimes feel like, oh, I'm so like into looks or whatever. It's ridiculous that this makes me feel good or confident but it's really not because we have to just do like that's how we're programmed do you know what I mean
1: right the programming
0: yeah (laughs) the programming is Um, dangerous (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah it's just it's so it's it's so amazing Seeing someone like you who, because I think a lot of people look at stylists or people in the fashion industry and think of them as like purely into fashion, purely into clothing and looks. But seeing someone like you and hearing your story and where you come from and what your um, passion and purpose is it's, it's so, it's, it's really beautiful to see and feel inspired by because you're really combining that emotional depth as I said before and mental health and helping women. So just, I, I love it. It's, it's a whole, it's a deeper, it's it's so much deeper than, than the outside, you know?
1: Thank you. That's so sweet. And that I love that. Thank you.
0: Um, sure. My pleasure. I would love to hear your tips for adulting.
1: Tips for adulting. Don't take adult life too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm living in a playground. Like I'm making my adulting experience out of a playground. I'm looking at pink chiffon and 1960s floral prints right now. Like it's a playground in here. And structure play into your life where you can and structure uh everything around it so that you can play, right? I think it's important to have yes. fun. I think it's important to stay inspired and have that awe and 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 like stay in the ether a little bit, you know. Keep your feet grounded and 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 stay as grounded as you can but always have an imagination that that you can reach for.
0: Love it. Love it. Yeah.
1: And how, you know, how, how would you say that
0: you stay in that like playful um, energy, even during seriously challenging times? I think that it's
1: always been my mechanism for healing. It is the one thing that I have control over is my imagination. And so to be able to reach for that space I start there and then I work backwards like oh well if I was going to do a story how how would I translate vintage clothing to this current trend that I'm really gravitating towards how do I incorporate that with my grandmother's style I am I my brand is very colorful and it's also very neutral because that's the formula of my life so I I my business is is neutral palettes usually because I I find that when I'm a little bit too colorful then I take away from what I'm presenting to the clients so I started toning back my um, my business wardrobe for work is is neutral palettes that started from right after Tyler passed um, and then my playground is the color side of things so right now I'm looking at a rack of color clothes and a rack of neutrals. And it's, it's very in line with the way that I structure my, my personal style. Um, and so I work backwards from that place. Like, how do I share this with the world? Do I, um, how do I, how do I translate this to modern trends? I vision board and then I look and I build the stories and, now there's a pretty big brand that's going to continue to evolve and release and it's kind of amazing how much I've collected and I'm so excited to share it with the world. Yeah, I'm excited to
0: I'm excited to, to as I watch you grow and and as I see your collection, it's so exciting. So let me ask you the question that I ask everyone, okay. which is what is something that you hope the next generation of women won't have to struggle with?
1: I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Mean Girls. I think that we need to be nicer to ourselves, and we need to be nicer to others. When I see um, my, you know, it, it over the holidays, my stepson's stepsister was she's twelve, and she was explaining to me what the girls are like at school, and it brought back a lot of flashbacks of insecurity and question marks, and you know that that phase of life is we're coming into ourselves and it can be really confusing and how do we empower the next generation to feel stronger and more capable and how do we empower them to understand business that's something that I have been trying to share with people that I come in touch with along the way um When I was younger, my dad's amazing. He didn't didn't share finances with me. I, you know, finances were a private conversation. I do feel like if I would have had a little bit more insight as a kid, I would have understood it more growing up. He has been an incredible pillar in my life as my business has grown. And he has taught me so much. And I'm so grateful to be able to model after him. And I try and share... Business structure and development with my friends as much as possible to empower my friends as much as I can because we are creative entrepreneurs and I love I love business conversations they're they're fun it's it's, it's like you can create the puzzle of your life you know so yeah I really enjoy it um, I think that young women should take entrepreneurial classes starting in high school and learn how to structure their, their earnings and their taxes and how to structure their businesses from, you know, like the scaffolding, you know, it's like, I'll make a yoga reference again. It's like yoga is to build the scaffolding of your body and entrepreneurial Mindset and understanding is like building the scaffolding of your financial stability and your life. So I think, yes, totally exercising that muscle from a very young age will continue to leave women less apologetic and more comfortable taking risks and finding confidence in, um, building their businesses, how they want.
0: Yes, totally. Totally. I love that. Thank you for sharing. So, okay. Where can Tiffany, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and see your collection, see what you have to offer?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, I'm on Instagram. My handle is Tiffany Ray Styles. Um, it's Tiffany with an I at the end and Ray with an E, Tiffany Ray Styles. Um, I also have a handle for Bizarre Tyler, Bazaar Tyler, B A Z A A R Tyler, T Y L E R. The website is bazaartyler.com. My styling work is at TiffanyRay.com. Um, and I'll expand into showing the collection on TikTok in the coming months and uh, continue to evolve the brand socially.
0: Love that. Love that. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today, Tiffany. This was so nice to
1: oh, have you. Me. Thank you it was
0: fun that's all for tonight thanks so much for listening connect with us on instagram facebook and tiktok at carmella cosmetics that's carmella with a k and on our website carmellacosmetics.com if there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review we'd love to hear from you we'd love to know your thoughts we want you to feel
1: heard